Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today we will continue in the book of Revelation. And we will be in chapter 7. And the title to chapter 7 is, there's two. Uh, so from verse 1 to verse uh, 8, the title is 144,000 sealed. And then from verses 9 through 17, it is the great multitude in the white robes. Before we get started, I always like to tell you what, why we can depend on the Bible and what's the facts of the Bible, of why we can believe in the Bible. And I've obtained this information from Dr. Vodi Bakum, which you can find on YouTube. And also, uh, you can go to your search engine and put in uh, Vodi Bakum Ministries, and it'll pull it right up. Uh, so let's continue and finding out uh, what the Bible is. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years, in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. And this is why we can trust the Bible, because of all, all the eyewitnesses and how and how God um, let everything work together perfectly with all these books that were written through the inspiration of God. And so therefore, if you're in a classroom setting, whether it's uh, you know middle school, high school, college, whatever, and the one instructing you, whether it's a teacher, instructor, or professor, uh, whatever, and if they... Uh, they keep wanting to bring the Bible up and why you shouldn't believe in it. Now you have something that you can refute what they're saying. Okay, so let's get started. And then um, after I read chapter 7, then I'll be reading in, in the Matthew Henry commentary to break down what this what this actually means because this this part that we've been reading from Revelations chapter 1 to 7, um, this was an occurrence of A.D. 95. And that way we can break down what everything is and, and um, so we can get the right context of what we're speaking about. Because remember, Revelations, a lot of people get mixed up with this because they don't have the proper understanding they don't have they don't know hermeneutics uh which is the right way to break down the bible uh because it has literal meanings it has symbolic meanings it has uh alleg allegorical meanings and so forth so and you got to know what section is talking about what so and especially in the book of revelation there's a lot of symbolism here like you know it, it's meaning something and so that's why we have to break it down properly because when you read it without the context to it and without knowing church history and everything, it's going to be, you're going to get the wrong meaning from it. So therefore, you're going to believe in a whole uh, uh, different theology that's not the accurate theology. That's why learning is very important, being in, in, instructed, uh whether you're going to uh, some type of instructional school or learning online or learning yourself or whatever, 
but you got to have the proper tools. Uh, it's kind of like anything else, you know. If if you're if you have plumbing tools to do electrical, it's not going to happen. If you have electrical to do plumbing jobs, it's not going to happen. If you have electrical jobs to try to do carpentry, that ain't going to happen either. You know what I mean? So you got to have uh, it's just an example of, of you got to have the right tools to understand what you're doing. And with this, the context is everything. Because if you're reading a section and this and you're taking it completely out of context because you don't have the historical meaning, you don't uh, you don't have uh, uh, the basic understanding of Hebrew and, and Greek, which you can get a Hebrew and Greek dictionary, and it's going to help you. Um, and also, uh, to learn that too, you can go on YouTube, and uh, there's some good instructions there that can help you. In fact, Dr. Walter Martin, you can find on YouTube, and he has a whole thing on hermeneutics and everything. And also, you can go in there and also look, uh, just put in um, basic understanding of Hebrew and Greek, and they'll pop, out, uh, they'll pop out a lot of stuff, you know. So anyway, so let's continue. Let's go ahead and start reading in Chapter 7 of Revelation, and I'm using the New International Version, the NIV. Let's continue. Verse 1 of chapter 7 of Revelation. And the title is 144,000 sealed. After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Verse 2, Then I saw another angel coming coming up from the east having the seal of the living god he called he called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and, and the sea verse 3 do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our god then i heard the number of those who were sealed 144,000 from all the tribes of israel Verse 5, from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. Verse 6, from the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simon, 12,000. Verse 7, from the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Eschor, 12,000. Verse 8, from the tribe of Zebulon, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000. And now we're going to the next section of, of uh, verse 9 of Revelation chapter 7, the great multitude in white robes. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne. And before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Verse 11, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their, their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 13, Then one of the elders asked me, These is uh, these in the white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? Verse 14, I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are 
they who have come out of the great tribulation. Now, let's stop there for a minute. Now, when they refer to tribulation, okay, uh, tribulation means trouble. So, persecution and tribulation. Now, they're talking about... Um, they're talking about the early church. Now, remember, uh, this went between, uh, let me see, this first, uh, you have uh, Matthew uh, chapter 25, oh, excuse me, 24 through 25, Mark 13, uh, Mark chapter 13 and Luke chapter 21, and that's talking about the Olivet Discourse, which is when Jesus uh, describes the coming destruction of Jerusalem, which is AD 70. And so that was the beginning of, you know, because during that time they're already having, you know, troubles with tribulation. They're already having persecution. And, and it continued on. And in AD 95, it was the same. So this was John who wrote Revelations, right, by inspiration and by seeing visions. So John wrote this, remember, to encourage the early church, to encourage those during his time there who were being persecuted and who were going through great tribulation, which meant great trouble, you know. So like today, we have a lot of people saying different things um, and they're talking about future things happening, but no, it's, it's out of context. So you got to, that's why... Um, it's, it's good to get the book of uh, uh, the complete writings of Josephus, of Flavius, Flavius Josephus, because uh, he was a Jewish and military historian, and he lived during that time of all this going on, and he actually has it in there, and he describes uh, how bad this tribulation persecution was, and he described all the horrible things that we're going through. You know, and that's why you got to know history. History is important, but also church history. You know, it's like I said before, it's like going into a movie at the tail end when it's about over. You don't know uh, who the cast is. You don't know what, like, who's doing what, or um, uh, you don't know, like, you know, who the, uh, what the theme is, who the characters are, or anything. And so you're going to catch the tail end. So what you're going to get at the tail end is it's going to be a false context because you got to go from the beginning to find out who's who and who's what and who's doing what and who and all this kind of stuff. And it's the same for anything you read, especially in history. You need to know the time, you know, how they did things, how things were back then. It's like right now we live in what we call modern times, which 100, 200 years ago they were calling that modern times. But... Uh, every generation is different. So you have to know that history to understand what they were talking about and why they did things the way they did. Okay. Let's continue. Uh, and I'm just going to go back where I was, verse 14. And I, I answered, sir, you know, and he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in, in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, verse 15, Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with the presence of the presence, His presence. Verse 16, Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any searching, uh, scorching heat. Verse 17, For the Lamb 
at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Okay. So it's talking about these who were who had white robes on who went through the tribulation. I was talking about those who were faithful Christians who went through all that and still believed no matter what. And that's what they were talking about. And then, so I'm going to go for the 144,000 part. Then I'm going to, uh, so you get a better understanding. I'm going to read in uh, uh, Matthew Henry's uh, commentary so you can understand, uh, get the proper context of this whole section. Okay, here we go, and I'm going to be reading in Matthew Henry commentary, and it's Revelation chapter 7, and this is talking about chapter 7, verses 1 through 8, and this particular section I'm going to read to you. Okay, in the figurative language of Scripture, the blowing of the four winds together means a, a dreadful and general destruction, but the destruction is delayed. Seals were used to mark for each person his own possessions. This mark in the witness of the Holy Ghost printed in the hearts of believers. This is printed in the hearts of believers. And the Lord would not suffer his people to be afflicted before they were marked, that they might be prepared against all conflicts and observe of those who thus sealed by the Spirit. The seal must be on the forehead plainly to be seen alike by friends and foes, but not by the believer himself, except as he looks steadfastly in the glass of God's word. The number of those who were sealed may be understood to stand for the, remem uh, for the remnant of people which God reserved. Though the church of God is but a little flock in comparison with the wicked world, yet it is a society really large, and to be still more enlarged. Here, the universal church is figured under the type of Israel. Okay, so that's what all that means. So it's figurative. Just like it says right at the beginning, it's figurative. This is Matthew Henry, and he wrote this back in the 1700s. Because um, remember, here, here's the thing. You know, and, and some of you listening to this may believe in all this is the future and all like that, but... Um, what I would suggest is that you just pray to God and ask Him to show you, and He will. If you go to Matthew chapter, um, if you go to Matthew chapter twenty four twenty five, um, Mark chapter thirteen, and Luke chapter twenty one, in there, Jesus states those He's talking to, right? That He's warning, right? Now this is before uh, He suffered on the cross and died and everything. He said, He said, some of you here will be present or because uh, he said when this happens some of you will be here so they can't be they cannot be the future coming but that means it's a relevant close future and that's what happened so that's why you know we got to really dig in because there's a lot of people taking out of context and I'm sure and you have a lot of people who are sincere and all like that but remember we all can be sincerely wrong but 
this new thing about the about Revelation being in like future times, that stuff didn't start till the middle of the 1800s when that new belief system came in. Before it, it was everybody. Uh, uh, because you know why? Because everybody knew the Bible. They were taught correctly. They were taught by ministers, uh, even in schools and or privately at home or whatever. But they knew Hebrew. And, they also studied Hebrew and Greek. They knew church history. They had the whole thing. So that's why they understood it. But down the line, you know, it's like during that time, you have people who haven't studied properly who want to lead people and they lead them astray, you know. And... And some of you may not, you know, may not understand or uh, appreciate what I'm giving you here. But I just say, pray to God. God reveal it to you. Most of all, go back over, especially to the Olivet Discourse, uh, which you can find in Matthew 24 to 25, Mark 13, and Luke 21. All right, those are chapters. You know, just read through that. But most of all, um, get the complete works of Flavius Josephus or complete works of Josephus all you have to put down get that book and then look in that era about uh, from Matthew 24 and start reading through there and he describes what that current tribulation was about and you'll start to understand but you gotta learn church history okay okay now I'm gonna read continuing Matthew Henry's commentary um, which the commentary I'm using is a smaller one because the because Matthew Henry has a a complete commentary and it's really big, and right now I'm using the small one. I got both of them, but I'm using Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible, so it gives you like a lot of uh, more than just basics, but it gives you a lot without like all the complete uh, details of everything. But it's good to have both. Okay, so now. Uh, now, through Matthew Henry commentary, I'm going down to Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 12. The first fruits of Christ having led, led the way, the Gentiles converted later follow the ascribe, uh, and ascribe their salvation to God and the Redeemer. With triumph in the act of religious worship, we come nigh to God and must come by Christ. The throne of God could not be approached by sinners were it not for a mediator, which would, that would be Christ. Uh, they were clothed with the robes of justification, holiness, and victory, and they had palms in their hands as conquerors used to appear in their triumph, such as glorious appearance. A glorious appearance will the faithful servants of God make at last when they have fought the good fight of faith and finished their course with a loud voice they gave to God and the Lamb the praise of the great salvation. Those who enjoy eternal happiness must and will bless both the Father and the Son. They will do it publicly and will fervor. We see what is the work of heaven and we ought to begin it now to have our hearts much in it and to long for what uh, for long for that world where our praises as well as our happiness will be made perfect. Now I'm going to read uh, in Matthew Henry commentary, concise commentary, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13 to 7, and what it, that's describing there. Faithful Christians deserve our notice and respect. We should mark the upright, 
those who would gain knowledge must not be ashamed to seek instruction from any who can give it. The way to heaven is through many tribulations, but tribulations are ever great. Shall not separate us from the love of God. Now that myself, I know that comes from Romans uh, chapter 8 and 38. Um, uh, 38, and you can go on down from there and read in the Bible. Um, let me find my spot again. Tribula uh, tribulation makes heaven more welcome and more glorious. It is not the blood of the martyrs, but the blood of the Lamb that can wash away sin and make our souls, our soul pure and clean in the sight of God. Other blood stains. This is the only blood that makes the robes of the saints white and clean. They are happy in their employment. Heaven is a state of service, though not of suffering. It is a state of rest, but not of sloth. And sloth means laziness. It is a praising, delightful rest. They have had sorrows and shed many tears in account of sin, on account of sin and affliction. But God. And affliction would be talking about Satan's sister stuff or other things that may come upon you. But God himself, with his own gracious hand, will wipe those tears away. He deals with them as a tender father. This should support the Christian under all his troubles. As all the redeemed owe their happiness wholly to sovereign mercy, so the work and worship of God their Savior is their element. His presence and favor complete their happiness, nor can they conceive of any other joy. To him all his people come. From him they receive every needed grace, and to him let them offer all praise and glory. How about that? Isn't that wonderful? Mm. You know, so, so, so you know, a lot of people don't like to go through Revelation because they don't understand it. But when you have the right context and you have church history and you know some basics in Hebrew and um, uh, Hebrew and Greek, which, you, which they have the, the Hebrew and Greek dictionaries, you know, and all that. And that's what we have. But all that can, all can be found online. Just, just use uh, the Matthew Henry for the commentary part. Okay. Let me read some scripture now. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine, uh, ESV English Standard Version. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse eight. The ESV English Standard Version, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the time of hell, which is the second death. How about that? Okay. I'm going to give some salvation scriptures. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, the King James Version, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God had risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the, with the mouth confesseth made salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, chapter 17, King James Version, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God.
So why do we need to be saved? Well, because we're sinners. Uh, we've broken all of God's Ten Commandments, which is also God's moral laws, uh, which is, and I'll just go through them real quick. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. The first one, second, you shall not make any idols. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not bear false witness, which means don't lie. And uh, the tenth one is you shall not covet. That means wanting what somebody else has have. We broke it, each and every one of these. It's like, have you ever lied? And according to the Bible, if you break one, you break them all. Have you ever lied? What he calls one that lies, a liar. We've all lied, little white lie, whatever. We told untruth, however you want to look at it, it's a lie. Uh, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you've already committed adultery in your heart already. Have you ever borrowed something or took a pen or paper clip or whatever? It doesn't matter the worth of it. It's the intent. You know, but because we don't think nothing of stuff like that. That would be called stealing, you know, or just outright stealing. And what do you call somebody who steals? A thief. You know, so those three right there, and all you had to do is break one. We've broken them all. That's why we need Christ. So it's kind of like you go to the doctor. He first tells you what the disease is. So then when he says he's got a cure for you, then you'll be ready to take the cure. Because if he just gives you the cure, you're going to say, what's this for? And so, so I just gave you what the disease is. Disease is sin, we, which is breaking God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. And so what's the cure? The cure is um, realizing that you've broken God's moral law, then coming with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repenting of your sins, then placing the trust you had in yourself to Christ alone. Like if you're in an airplane that's about to crash, somebody gives you a parachute, you're going to hold on to that for dear life because it's going to save you for the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. That's why it's so important. Resources. Okay, remember, you can find all this in, in their uh, websites and YouTubes and all. Dr. Vodi Bakum, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersInGenesis.org, Wall Builders with David Barton, and he does uh, the majority of American Christian history and other things. Uh, and he also has a radio show, really good. And he helps. He also does a lot of work with getting our country back to where it needs to be and helping politicians and stuff, you know, to get back to the Constitution. And that's wallbuilders.com, and he has a radio show too. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, fantastic. You can also listen to the audio on Apple Podcasts. You can get a free seminary education because Dr. Greg. Dr. Greg Bonson was a really great Bible professor, and he and he died. But his his family uh, collected all of the many many audio recordings and, and donated it to Apologia Studios. There was Pastor Jeff Durbin. They remastered it digitally, and you can so you can go on to the website apologiastudios.com uh, with Jeff Durbin. And you go into the search engine, and you put in there either Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, and it'll pop it up, and you start listening and get a free seminary education. How cool is that? If you'd like to correspond with me, it's Baba Education Institute at gmail.com. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Uh, and our web website's not working currently because I'm working on a new one. And when I have that one, I will surely give it to you. 
Uh, okay, other resources. You can find Bible Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly or just Bible Education Institute on uh, YouTube Rumble and we're, I, I, we're on uh, many more. Uh, Listen Notes, Luminary Podcast, Player FM, uh, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and many more. Also, you can find us on tele- Telegram, Getter, Twitter, and Facebook, and Gab. And to go back over these good teachers, Dr. R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries. Uh, and that's Ligonier.org. And you spell Ligonier, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R.org. Dr. Woody Bacham, YouTube online in, uh, search engine. Dr. James White on YouTube, and he's with Apology of Studios. Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, Pastor Jeff Durbin, Pastor Joel Webbin with Right Response Ministries. And I like to get uh, I like to get my books from these uh, uh, these websites because they have a lot of like used books, but they're like new and Bibles and everything else, and all the things you might need. You'd be surprised what you get. Uh, so Bibles and books at Abe Books, A B E B O O K S, Thrift Books, and Amazon and Alibris, A L I B R I S. Another. Another good thing that you can find is the TCT Network. You can watch, uh, go on demand and watch Faith and History with William Federer. He gives you all of church history and he makes it very exciting. They used to have ancient Jew and wisdom, ancient Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin, but for the reason I'm on there now. But you can go to to um, to rabbidaniellappin.com. So remember, it's the next time read the Bible daily without fail and do what it says.